Welcome back to Series 8 of Runewalking in Modern Times. I'm Ken Edwards, a runewalker and shaman of the Northern Traditions, more specifically Norse and Anglo-Saxon cosmology. And it's been one hell of a day. Um, that's, uh, which is why I'm in my, like, I don't know, surf hat and my tank top. Um, I debated taking my pants off because it's just been that kind of a day. Um, but you can't see them anyway. You can't see from, you know, chest down. So, um, man, it's been a day. Uh, seems to be like it's been a summer too. So in kind of contemplating what I should talk about um, today, because I've been thinking about this episode, of course, since last time we spoke or last time you listened or watched this, uh, see, I'm sorry, episode one in series eight, which was last week. Um, I've been thinking about it. And then after like kind of the shit show of today, um, by my standards, which I get by someone else's standards might be a fucking beautiful day. Um, because it was a shit show and, uh, I'm here with my tank top and my surf hat and my, my orange drink that's crush flavored. And, um, it's way past everyone's bedtime in my house. Um, I thought, well, shit, what you see is what you get. And... I, it stopped me for a minute um, because I've had this thought this week as well already um, when I was speaking to someone else. And the idea was, you know, what you see is what you get. And I thought just how wrong that is because what we see and what we perceive, especially in other people, is not what we get. Um, often, it's because, uh, I believe, um, we inherently don't want to see the bad in people, so we refuse to. Um, we have some of us from Disney, or the Disneyfication of our lives, we have impossible expectations. So you may see on Facebook one of your friends who's um, doing amazing and keeps talking about, you know, how how well they're doing on their path and how happy they are and, and uh, how everything's going great. And that is not what you're going to get. If you look at their day-to-day -day life, unless they're on some really good drugs, um, it's not really what you're going to get. So um, I've been talking a lot um, because of the class on sovereignty that I taught in Salt Lake, limit, limiting beliefs, and the subject was sovereignty. Uh, the idea that when we put a resume together, our resume is meant to be the highlights of our career or our jobs. And 
one of the things that I think is extremely important for us to do is not forget the things that wouldn't be considered by others as a win. Um, everything that's happened to us is part of who we are, and you, this doesn't, it's dishonoring to yourself to not embrace and honor those things. Um, it's also denial of, of the parts of us that are working towards something, um, that have ideas or, or, or concepts or desires or goals that uh, are beyond our capability and that we have to work hard for. So don't forget that. Um, hmm. What else for my little intro today? Hmm. I guess that's it. So the first topic I wanted to bring up um, was or is inspired by a post I saw on Instagram. So I adore um, this deck. Adore is the wrong word. I really, um, this is a great resource for me uh, for a couple of reasons, and I'll explain to you. So Yggdrasil, um, Norse divination cards with our buddy Odin on the front, um, uh, is amazing. So the post they had the other day was um, involved a card. The divination they did involved a card from this deck as well as a rune. The card and the rune were um, Hell or Hella. Um, and the rune was Perth or Perto. So um, we're going to come back to that divination in just a second. But what I love about these cards and how I've used them is with students in the past, um, I will draw one. Uh, and that is the deity or the, the character within the cosmology that um, I would like them to study or look into and um, get to know um, better. So because the runes aren't just, I mean, you can take them out of their context, but I don't, I think it's more rich. Yeah, the experience is more rich if you if you at least have some context of the cosmologies. So, um, back to their divination, which I thought was brilliant. Uh, using Hell and Perth, um, the the divination inspired me to. Uh, I commented on the post, um, obviously, and. What it got me thinking about was um, how those, like Hell or Hella and, and Perth or Perto, um, the. Maybe. Oh, the chain's coming through. The maybe oh so gentle. This is the, remember when I said this has been a fuck of a day? This. So if the train's being picked up, welcome to my life. 
after bedtime hours, but I guess it's better than having someone hit on the train tracks, right? Um, anyway, I like the pair of Hella and Perto because it's a gentle reminder that you are going to die and there's nothing you can do about it. So, don't worry about death, because when it actually comes time to pay the bill, or to, you know, uh, yeah, pay the bill is a great way to do it, for your time living, um, because the price of, of life is death, and the price of death is life, um, the idea is, when you go to pay the bill, you don't want to regret paying the bill. You want to make sure that I do anyway. I want to make sure that I've lived my life to the fullest and that I'm not going, oh, hey, here's, you know, here's the money. And I don't feel like I got everything out of it that I could. So I like those two ideas together uh, for that reason in particular. I really, really um, thought it was a great just a great reminder as well that a lot of times we're frozen in place because we don't want to make the decision unless we know what the answer will be or what the results will be. And that can be paralyzing. Um, this idea of right or wrong, um, making the right move or the wrong move or the right choice or the wrong choice. You know what? Um, I'm going to tell you one more thing. Whatever decision you make will be perfect. And thanks to um, a therapist uh, that I attended a, um, a little group uh, education with once, Dr. Greg. Dr. Greg, thank you for this. The decision you made was perfect. You couldn't have made it any other way. Every aspect every experience, every thought, every breath in your life has led you to this decision. If you look back on it and go, oh, I could have done better um, or could have made a different decision because you don't like the outcome, that's just you not liking the outcome. If you really want to change your behaviors and change your future, you have to change the patterns of behavior. So the pattern that you've had up until that point leads you to making that decision. It couldn't have been any different. You couldn't have done it any other way. So um, quit beating yourself up. Let yourself off the hook. Have a little fun. Don't take yourself too seriously. And um, I realize this is partly for me tonight after this day. So, um, yeah, if you don't have this, I dig it. Yggdrasil, Norse divination cards. Um, it's 81 cards in the deck, so it's not like tarot. And actually the reading, if you want, if you're interested, if you are interested, the reading is done using the nine worlds. And, um, in that aspect, I think it's just brilliant, as well as <clears throat> the imagery and the artwork 
are just phenomenal. So um, comes with the book. Um, yeah, the artwork is just stunning. So um, let's have some fun. And uh, I'm going to shuffle these. And we're going to pick one. And uh, we're going to maybe talk about that deity or character. And uh, I'll be honest with you, if I don't know it, I'll tell you. And we'll look up in the book. Uh, this, um, how do I put it? Um, point of view or the worldview that helps form this deck is um, Icelandic. So um, we know that they're the history of them. Um, they had uh, the gods and mythologies evolved differently because uh, they had longer to. So, over hundreds of years, things could have changed. So, um, shuffled. Uh, for me, I always like to uh, cut the deck, and I don't use the one that's on top here. I use the one that's on the bottom. So, I wouldn't be surprised if it's Odin. But, ooh, Njord. Oh, that's a good one. Okay, let me see if I can get a better picture. Um, ooh, the glare. Njord. Njord is, uh, I really like. I don't think I've ever drawn this card when I've used this deck. Um, it's about economy and revenue. And I'm going to tell you that's been one of my biggest challenges. I just got off the phone with a friend of mine um, about that today. So we're going to take a look in this book. For those of you who don't know Njord, the reason there's ocean behind him is because he um, is uh, seafaring, which is Fantastic. So, um, the only, the one thing I have a hard time with sometimes is finding exactly where each of the deities um, live uh, based upon their little um, symbols. So, Njord happens to be in, um, oh, in Asgard. So, should be right in here. Um... Maybe we will find it. Yep, there we go. So economy and revenue. I'm going to be reading from the book. So um, uh, Njordr is a Vanir god. So he's Vanek from the realm of Alfheimer. He lives in Asgard because the great war between uh, because of the great war between the Asir and the Vanir. Uh, Njordr or Njord. Um, commands the elements of fire and wind, and has command of the sea for seafarers. So it's good to call upon him for seafaring and travel in general. Uh, not least, he is a god of materialistic well-being. If you, if the seeker, has questions related to economy or income, uh, Njord is definitely a good to, card to have in the spread, along with the cards, um, along with cards from the world of the dwarves. Njord is father to the siblings Freya, goddess of love, and Freyr, fertility god of the Vanir. He was husband to Skadi, I love her, a giantess goddess of hunting from Jotunheim. She chose him for a husband, but it might not have been a successful union as Njord stays close to the uh, coast and she is drawn to the mountains. The union comes to an end. If Freya or Freya accompanies Njord in the spread, the influence is affirmed. Uh, both strengthen his monetary attribute, and his son Freyr indicates a successful voyage the seeker might take, what might take on, pardon me. 
If Scotty accompanies him, however, the seeker is advised to pay attention to the motives and feelings towards money and uh, look out for greed as it might cause turmoil. Uh, I'm going to tell you, we're going to pull another card because um, I used um, the Giants Tarot the other day and um, uh, pulled uh, Fafnir, uh, who is the dragon, and uh, the warding was greed. So, hey, come along on this journey with me as we divine whether I'm being greedy or whether uh, my economic endeavors are going to be working out. Two shovels, one more. I always do three. You know me. Uh, three shovels. And we're going to cut it. Mm, and look at the bottom card. I love it. Um, it's the rule of three, by the way, which is a fantastic um, card. Um, it means informed decision. So we're just going to look at that real quick because um, it is something that um, this card I haven't gotten that much when I've uh, been researching and doing, um, looking into uh, this divination deck. So um, the rule of three. Three brothers appear in the spread as the jury of decision making. They reach a decision according to majority rule. A parallel is drawn between them and the three sisters of destiny, Erd, Verdandi, and Skuld. The brothers are a lesser version. One represents the past, one the present, and one future. And combined, they make decisions about questions at hand. They are thusly called upon for informed decision making. They are also associated with Ragnarok, the final hour. Most religions and folklore have some kind of rule of three. They are also to be seen as messengers or warnings about Ragnarok. Do you think that because of the election next year, I'm getting this warning now in America, just a thought, um, urging the seeker to plan and be ready. I've been getting that since last November. You all know that. Um, in the spread, they can be read as well contemplated decision as a well contemplated decision um, reached for and by the seeker, uh, the nature of which depends on the question at hand, the influence of the world they land in and the surrounding cards. So um, if I were giving this reading to someone else, I would say, hey, it looks like um, your career is about to change. Uh, your money situation is kind of going to fall apart, so I'm going to need you. I always tell people that. And then I say, I don't need you to do anything. I'm going to suggest you do it. Um, get your shit together financially and uh, put some money away. And be very aware of how you're spending your money. Be very aware of how you're... Um, saving your money or you're hoarding your money, be very aware of um, why you're doing money things. Um, and it's 
then it'd probably be best to put some put some away for a little bit. Um, not to be hoarding, but to be ready and prepared, I think is what the book said. So, um, not exactly how you, you use this deck according to the book, but I dig it. Um, so, now, if you're listening to this, this is probably very um, appropriate for you as well. Um, the money thing. Yeah. Okay. Now, what should we talk? Let's pull a rune. Why don't we? Um, let's pull a rune. Actually, you know what? This um, this deck was given to me um, as a gift by uh, my friend Tracy, which was very lovely. Um, I appreciate her. Hello, if you're listening. So. Rune time. Uh, I'm pulling from my gold bag. Um, this is a new set of runes that I've been using. Um, made by Jared. Um, if you remember, if you don't, go back and listen to my interview with Jared uh, from last series, series seven. And um, um, he made, um, it's an oak set made quite a while ago, um, but I had had them for so long uh, that I asked them what needed to happen, and I had to bury them for um, a cycle of six months uh, on, at the altar uh, on my land. And then um, it took probably another two or three months before um, I could actually use them. So... There was a little bit of a price required for me to uh, begin using or accessing them. So, yeah. Remember, that might be the case for you. So, let's pull some runes for Episode 2 in Series 8. I feel like we're going to end up with two, which we did. Um... Pardon me. I've been working in the dust today a bit. I don't want to look at them. Do you ever get that where you're like, man, I just can't fucking look? So I before we look at them, I will say part of my day has been um, a friend of mine was clearing out one of their um, shops and had um, this kind of like big... Uh, closet that they built onto the inside of the the shop and they no longer needed it so they took it out so it's plywood um two by fours very heavy has two uh two opening doors probably seven feet tall and i don't know 10 or 12 by four uh big and they took it out put it uh by the dumpster and i said are you can i have that what are you doing with that so uh he said I could. Um, it took me a couple days to get my trailer cleared off. I got over there to take it apart because I'm really afraid that um, I was really afraid someone was going to come by and and just start taking it down and take it. Um, and I wanted to use it. I mean, wood's expensive, right? So uh, 
went over, started taking it apart, didn't get it all done, brought it home tonight, and um, no shit, probably within 15 minutes of getting home, because I, it was dark, I didn't have time to unload it, but um, downpour. We don't normally get that. Uh, so thankfully, we live in a very dry climate most of the time. And hopefully all that nice, lovely wood dries out. Um, that's kind of an example of how things have been going this week or so. Um, they're not setbacks. I feel like what we're getting and what I'm getting is an immediate reaction of a yes or no of whether or not I'm spending my time um, how they would like me to. And when I say that, I've always been the biggest proponent of, because Odin's worked with me on this, You, I want you to be doing what you want to do. I don't want to tell you what to do. So, um, I'm a big proponent of you do you do you and and the gods as they as they will um will back you and and if it's heading in the direction that they want well um after taking my uh oaths um last year and becoming um a shaman and not a shamanic practitioner um I feel like I've had a year of like, oh, that's really cute that you thought that was going to be how your life was going to be. That's cute. Oh, you're so cute. You're just amazing. Finch your little cheeks, right? Um, and um, so I feel like um, I'm really grateful that I'm getting these course corrections quite quickly. Um, it's just sometimes a little frustrating, right? So now I've laid all that out on the table. <sighs> Let's look at the runes because I have a feeling they're tied to it. First one is, oh, it was. It was. So, uh, Ewas is the workhorse. Ewas is um, energy present. You just need to tell it where to go. Being the workhorse or the farm horse, um, a horse has 15 times more power, uh, horsepower, than a human. So, if you have a horse and you have them on your farm, you have the ability to do that much more work. And... So part of this for me, although it can be a bridge, um, like Bifrost, is um, part of this is also like, if you're sitting on the back of the horse, looking between its little ears, saying, hey, where are we going? What are we doing? Where are we going? The horse is just going to sit there. It needs you to say, you know, ha, we're going this way, or pull the reins a bit. Um Which kind of goes back to. Hmm. We're going to pull the other one. Because I, um, 
sometimes when I pull a rune, I'm like, oh, okay, help me dial in a little closer to what this one actually means. Um, and so the one that we have is Rido, the other horse rune. Rido is more connected to Sleipnir. Rido is uh, a rune of um, spiritual ascent. It's a rune of um, the journey is the destination. Um, it's it's more of like things are looking up. Um, and it, it's movement forward. So both, both of those together with their emphasis on, on horse and movement, um, to me mean, uh, a few things. Uh, it's time to do some drumming and some drum journeys. Uh, it's time to move forward. It's time to... I'm going to go back to the beginning of this episode and say uh, it's time to not just sit and wait for the right decision. No. It, it, uh, you can no longer sit and not make a decision. It's time to make the decision and move forward. Um, if you're making the decision based upon... I'm going to... Oh, Jesus. I, I can't make this shit up and I can't write it any better than it comes out. Um, but if your logic center of knowing, if your intuition center of knowing, and in your lower gut, your instinct center of knowing are all on board with the same direction, uh, then you have to move and you have to, you have to go with it and you have to go forward with it. Uh, now is the time. Because it's not about the path. It's not about following a path. It's not about the actual track or tread or road or gravel path or animal trail. It's not about the path. It's about how we choose to move forward in this life. It's about how we choose to interact with the next place that our foot lands. It's how we choose to interact with the plant or the person that we brush by. It's how we choose to interact when we are feeling fear when we are feeling love, we are when we are feeling hungry, when we are feeling lonely, it's how we choose to interact with the world. Yes, we move, we move forward, quote unquote, move forward. However, that's a whole rabbit hole of time and linear and space stuff. 
we're not going to go there right now but you get where i'm going with that so let's just for fun look into runes uh experience and gnosis of a modern rune walker this guy right here um i would like to read you the poem that is associated with Awas. And I have to look up what page Awas is on because if you've watched any of my other videos, you know that um, the runes in the book are not in the order they are normally in. I actually pulled them out of a bag and that's how I wrote about them and that's how I put them in the order. So, um, yeah. So I've I have no idea, but I know it's actually, I know it's close to the beginning because um, it's been so prevalent in my life lately. So, Ewaz, the poem for Ewaz, which I wrote. The most difficult question, what do you want? The horse is waiting. In which direction will you go? It's all up to you. Now, Rido which was only a few pages from that. Hmm. I'm sure eight legs sounds like a thundering stampede set out across the sky, set out across the across, to nine worlds captivated by the first and last breath of the tree, in and exhale, rhyme unknown, reason unknown, Rhythm assured. Eight hooves pound out the first and last breath taken for a ride. The ideas wrapped up in that poem um, are um, hmm, complex and maybe should be dealt with at another time because we're at 35 minutes. So uh, I appreciate you hanging out with me today. Um, if you haven't already, you can get uh, runes, experience and gnosis of a modern rune walker, the ebook or EPUB uh, and the paperback are both available on uh, Barnes and Noble and Amazon, or you can go to runewalker.com and uh, get the paperback version from me. It will come signed. It will come with uh, a bookmark, um, a New Year Path sticker. Um, and it will also come with a, um, a little card that's sealed. So when I um, put it together for you, uh, I'll pull a rune. And what is meant to be with that is that the that's the rune I think you should immediately open to and read. Don't read anything else in the book. Open to Hagalaz, if that's the rune that you that I pulled for you, and read that chapter. Read at least read the poem because I feel like um, like most other things within the interconnectedness of uh, of life, um, it will be the most important for you at that moment. So there's that. Uh, if you haven't, please check into Idrasil. Uh, Norse divination cards. You can follow them, find them, and follow them on uh, Instagram. Uh, I love this deck. It's not just about divination. Um, 
it's just good for connecting us to the mythology and the and the the characters and the ideas of the mythology as it was uh, brought through um, the Icelandic thread. So, gosh, I guess that's it. Again, thanks for joining me for another episode of Runewalking in Modern Times. I'm Ken Edwards, a runewalker in the Northern Traditions, shaman, um, and normal person who has days like today. I hope your day tomorrow is great. I hope mine is as well. And again, thank you. May your weird be filled with health, wealth, strength, and virility. <laughs>